Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Jack Jones Holiday Giveaway, it's the Fourth and Inches Show with Jana <laughs> and the Sherpa. Um, happy day after Christmas, uh, Jana. Happy yeah. Boxing Day. Happy beginning exactly. of Kwanzaa to those who celebrate. Uh, how was your uh, Christmas, and how was your uh, playoff teams this week? Oh, I mean, other than, you know, hoping Dak Prescott somehow got a high ankle sprain or something and got out of that game, you know, I'm doing okay. <laughs> My teams are still, we've still got four lives, so let's keep our fingers crossed, oh, wow. but That's I could awesome. do with a few less injuries. Yeah, I mean, oh, wow. I don't know I don't know if it's me managing well or just other people not managing well. <laughs> or just people randomly being bitten by the injury bug. But, uh, I think that is awesome. very much more Congratulations. likely. Yeah, how about you? No, I um, yeah. had one team left and it lost by less than one point. So uh, <sighs> I was uh, feeling pretty good about uh, I, I, Christian McCaffrey needed, I forget what it was, 22 points for me yeah. in a half PPR Yahoo League. And at halftime, I, he had 17 points, so I was feeling pretty good about that. So I decided to yeah. settle in with uh, with my wife, Margaret, and watch everybody's favorite uh, Christmas movie, Die Hard. And uh, Of course. I only yeah, watched it three times then, this week. I mean, why wouldn't you do that? <laughs> yeah. And so then afterwards, I went to check and was feeling all confident and uh, got knocked off my, my perch oh. there. But uh, anyway, oh. I'm... I'm just now I'm living vicariously through you and uh, my friend Michael, who uh, just started playing fantasy football this year, listens to the show and yes. he's in the finals of his league. So congrats to him. And hey, shout out to week. Michael doing it. Like to hear that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody needs good news. <laughs> yeah. Well, well yeah, I'm news. excited. We Michael has good news. Take... Hopefully some yeah, of our listeners I mean, have good news. Technologically, we're having a better week than we did last week. Oh, yeah. So thank you yeah, for awesome. those of you who hung in with us. It was a tough one. <laughs> yeah. Keeping our fingers crossed. It'll go a little smoother this week. But, you know, sometimes the tech gods, they, just, they don't shine upon us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. But, as always, we have a nice action-packed show for you. It is finals week, and not the terrible kind, but, you know, championship kind. Um, so, obviously, we're going to do everything in our, our human power here to guide you to victory. And those of you who Indeed, maybe do not power. have <laughs> – those of you who maybe don't have a, a dog in the race here still, we'll, we'll get you set up with some, you know, trash talk for the water cooler, daily fantasy league, anything you need. You need to stash some guys on your dynasty league, we got you covered. As always, we'll have the always lovely injury report. Buckle up, people. There's a few of them. And then Sherpa's going to tell us that there are still a few viable human options on the waiver water to to fill some of these holes. And uh, we've got our game picks, who to start, who to sit. We'll give you some daily fantasy options. We'll tell you who are our gifts of fantasy football this year and who's getting a lump of coal from us since – we were going to do that last week, but technology was not on board. So, you know, we just have a week to, to keep adding. Technology so we got some good cold. stuff for you. Yeah, the technology definitely gets the cold. Our technology gets cold. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, we, as always, will be with you for an hour. We're here until 8.30 p.m. Eastern time for those of you listening live. If you're listening after the fact, thanks for for stopping by. We'll help you through your commute or whatever whatever it is you're working on. 
And if for some reason one hour is not enough, because quite frankly, how could it be? You can find us anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Uh, there's north of 200 episodes, good 14 years worth. There's plenty to fill your time with. Yeah, yeah, we are. You're right. We've been around for a while. <laughs> um, and we, of course, you can find us all over social media. We are on Twitter slash X at the number four THN Inches Show. That's the number four THN Inches Show. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, and you can email us at the number four THN Inches Show. That's the number four THN Inches Show at gmail.com. So, like I said, we've got a whole action-packed show for you tonight. So I guess we'll get crazy and just, just dive on in. We'll get the injuries out of the way early. As always, they're just so lovely. Um, hopefully we can we will have a plan B for you because a lot of these guys, it will obviously be game-time decision, and you don't want to be like me where you're like hoping Josh Jacobs is going to play, and then you have to pick up Samir White on the waiver wire because things are going sideways for you on the last day of the well, week. It so pretty well. It, thankfully, it did. <laughs> Thankfully, everyone else in that league is an idiot. But you know what? We ended up okay. And I get nervous Kenneth Gainwell is going to outscore him, but we ended up fine. <laughs> um, we'll start out west, as we always do, in Arizona. few injuries out there, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. <laughs> defensive end Jonathan Ledbetter uh, is done for the year. He's got a knee injury. They're shutting him down for the last two weeks of the season. Linebacker Xavier Collins is dealing with a foot injury. He's questionable. He was knocked out of the game on Sunday. And linebacker Joshua Woods is put on IR with an abdominal injury. Wide receiver Hollywood Brown is questionable with 18 different injuries, depending on, on how the wind's blowing at any given time. Um, so definitely the, the linebacker court took a hit this week. Um, so did most things on that defense, unfortunately. In Atlanta, um, Really, Atlanta's actually, despite their play, fairly healthy. Two biggest issues here are uh, offensive lineman Jake Matthews, who was knocked out of the game with a knee injury. They can take all the protection they can get at quarterback, so losing a lineman really isn't great. They also put fullback Keith Smith on IR with an ankle injury. So, again, having a, a one less human to block for you is really not something that Atlanta's looking for right now. Um so keep an eye on that. I'm hoping you don't need to be starting Taylor Heineke slash Desmond Ritter slash at all. Um, generally, if you're still playing at this point, you don't need to be doing that. But that could just be my Atlanta bias talking. <laughs> Moving on to the Ravens, who had a much better week than most of us did, unfortunately, uh, for the Sherpa and Christian McCaffrey. They did not end up unscathed out of that game, though. Linebacker Malik Ham is... Not going to come off IR. He was, he's was he been on for the last few weeks with an ankle injury. They opened his practice window three weeks ago. It is now expired, and they did not activate him, so he is done for the year. Safety Kyle Hamilton uh, was knocked out of the game last night, Monday night. Yep, still, that was still yesterday uh, with a knee injury. He was in quite a bit of pain, so I'd be very conservative about that going forward. And guard Kevin Zeltler was dealing with a thigh injury. He's considered more questionable, less doubtful. So we've got injuries on both sides of the ball there, which is not ideal. 
Out in Buffalo, uh, CC Micah Hyde missed his second game with a neck stinger. They're hoping that this week he'll be back. They also were hoping that that, la- that last week. Ooh, talking hard. So keep an eye on that. Again, that makes the defense look dramatically different. Running back Ty Johnson didn't play last week with that shoulder injury, and defensive tackle Jordan Phillips was placed on IR with a wrist injury. So the, the defensive woes really not getting any better for, for Buffalo. It's been the story of the year. Down in Carolina, running back Miles Sanders is dealing with a toe injury. So that's, I believe, his second toe injury of the season. Maybe it's just a continuation, hard to say. Quarterback Troy Hill was knocked out of the game with a concussion. He is very much in the concussion protocol. And the linebacking core and cornerbacks all pretty beat up. A lot of questionable uh, people out there and not just in play. The Bears still dealing with quite a bit of injuries. Wide receiver Equiminius St. Brown did not play again for, I believe, the fifth week with a shoulder injury. Wouldn't bank on him going forward, but if you get lucky, great. Uh, Tackle Tevin Jenkins, the left guard, is in concussion protocol. Didn't play last week. It looks like he's probably going to get out of concussion protocol this week, which would certainly help things there. Running back Deontay Foreman uh, was inactive for the game and this last two days of practice leading up to it with a personal issue it's not an injury so we'll see what happens this week if he if he's back with the team or what's going on uh tight end cole Kmet was popped up on the injury report really late last week with a quad injury was playing through quite a bit of pain and then suffered a knee injury and was knocked out of the game they're saying it quote looks positive doesn't really tell us anything about it, but we're feeling like it's not season-ending. It just looks positive. So for those of you who have cold comment on your roster, which is a fair amount of you, including myself, let's have a plan B because I'm not really sure if this guy is in one piece, but we're being positive about it. <laughs> we also saw wide receiver DJ Moore get knocked out of the game uh, on the second play with an ankle injury. He did return to the game. It looked like he was a decoy for most of the, most of the game, um, but then actually made a couple of catches at the end of the game that were pretty pivotal. After the game, he said, I was hurting, but then I realized, dang, it's Christmas Eve. Why not go out and play? So here we are. It's not Christmas Eve next week. Maybe New Year's Eve is enough of, <laughs> of I mean, who knows? The ankle injury did not look great. He was not running well. He is definitely questionable going into the weekend. (laughs) In Cincinnati, wide receiver Jamar Chase is still dealing with a sprained AC joint. He's officially questionable. He is more realistically pretty unlikely to play this week. I think he's going to play next week, but again, see how it goes. It'll probably go down to game time. Have a plan B because it really doesn't look good right now. Uh, it seems that sprained AC joints are contagious this year. AC joints and Achilles. Every year we get oh, something, and those are the two this year. Hamstring. In, yeah, hamstrings always. Love a soft tissue injury. In Cleveland, we've got some hamstring injuries here. We've <laughs> got a lot of injuries here. Um, running back Kareem Hunt, who has been questionable for 90% of the season since he re-signed with the team. He was limited at practice. He's dealing with a groin injury. He's been playing through it. He's going to keep playing through it, so I would just bet on that. Quarterback, quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson, old DTR, who lost his job to Joe Flacco, actually came in and made a couple of plays before getting injured. He is dealing with a hip injury. They put him on injured reserve. Uh, things are not going well for him, so his season is done. Hicker Dustin Hopkins, 
he is dealing with his own hamstring injury. He is, quote, week to week, will not be playing. They're on a short week this week. Um, so he will not be playing on Thursday night. So if you have Dustin Hopkins as your kicker, let's let's find you a new one. Also, wide receiver Marquise Goodwin uh, was limited. He is dealing with a knee injury. Keep an eye on that. Again, it's, it's a short week. Wouldn't be surprised to see some of these guys not playing. And the secondary, particularly linebackers, are extremely beat up. So... There you go. I mean, it's Thursday night game. We'll get to that. My my weekly reminder that everything's weird out there. Down in Dallas, uh, tackle Tyron Smith is still dealing with a back injury. Re-aggravated last week. He didn't play last week. He is allegedly on track to play this week. We shall see. Zach Martin did play with that thigh injury. He's planning to continue playing through that. So there you go for sad Cowboys fans like myself. Out in Denver, wide receiver Cortland Sutton is in concussion protocol. He's not out of the game with the Patriots. Also, tight end Greg Dolchich, who we thought might get activated before the game, still officially on injured reserve. His practice window is open. He is limited. He is dealing with hamstring and foot injuries, so there's a decent chance he gets activated this week, but they're not going to decide for another couple of days. Out in Detroit are division winners, so a lot of grown men crying on the field. I didn't actually realize this. I don't know if you did, but Motor City Dan Campbell was actually on that 0-16 team. I didn't realize he had played that recently for the Lions. Did you know that? I, no, I, I didn't. I, I knew he was with the Giants for a while. I can vaguely yeah. remember that. Yeah, he was, he was a team captain was for the Cowboys. The yeah, yeah, he was still Johnny there. Johnny Morton is probably the only player I can remember from that uh, <laughs> Oh, and 16 team, and that's only because he, when they finally won a game the next season, he screamed something like F. Jay Leno because Jay Leno had been that's making fair. the Lions the butt end of the I mean, know, I, think, I think we've all years. felt that way about Jay Leno at some point or another. <laughs> but apparently, Motor City Dan Campbell and his shoulder length hair were members of that 0 16 team, so good for him for helping turn it around. Um, one of those guys crying on the field was offensive lineman Taylor Decker. He's been limited at practice this week with a groin injury. He's trying to play through it. Tight end Brock Wright is not practicing with a hip injury, and safety C.J. Gardner-Johnson is practicing. His practice window is open. He's been on the IR with the torn pectoral muscle. Uh, he has not officially been activated from IR, but it looks like this. he's got a chance this week. So that would be a nice boost for that defense. Out in Green Bay, Dom, if you've heard this before, their wide receivers are injured. <laughs> Christian Watson didn't play last week with a hamstring injury. He is still very questionable. Uh, Jaden Reed didn't play last week with ankle and chest injuries. Still very much questionable. Wide receiver Dontavian Wicks, who was getting a lot more looks because Christian Watson and, Darnell, and uh, Jaden Reed weren't playing, was knocked out of the game with a rib injury. They're supposedly not broken, but we're not really sure how he's going to how he's going to feel, so it's a, a pain tolerance thing. And tight end Luke Musgrave uh, has been on dealing with an abdominal injury. He was on IR. He's hoping to play again this season. We'll see if maybe next week or this coming week he gets activated. So far, he has not. Down in Houston, C.J. Stroud, quarterback extraordinaire, has missed 
Last week with the concussion, he is still in the concussion protocol. Uh, it looks like he's going to be activated this week. He'll come back off the injury list and, and probably be playing quarterback, but we saw a mix of Davis Mills and Case Keenum last week. Defensive end Will Anderson Jr. missed last week's game with an ankle injury, and safety Jimmy Ward was knocked out with a quad injury. They also lost defensive end Jonathan Greenard with an ankle injury. They're both pretty questionable coming into the weekend, so that that defense really needed to be healthy, and they are very much not at this moment. In Indianapolis, safety Julian Blackman is dealing with a shoulder injury. He was officially placed on IR today, so his season is over. Wide receiver Michael Pittman, he didn't play last week a concussion. He actually got cleared on Friday out of the concussion protocol. It looked like he was going to play, and then he has had a relapse of symptoms. So it, it's very up in the air if he's going to play this week or at all this season. Um, so if he's in your lineup, keep an eye on that. Running back Zach Moss didn't play last week with that forearm injury. He's pretty questionable, but trying to play through it this week. We'll see how that goes. Out in Jacksonville, the contagious sprained AC joint has spread to the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence was knocked out of the game with what they're now calling a sprained AC joint. He is going to get a second opinion. Um, so it'll it'll be interesting to see if he's going to play this week or not. Um, C.J. Beathard. Back of quarterback extraordinaire came in. You know, I was excited about that. His touchdown passes look good. So if Trevor Lawrence doesn't play, C.J. Beathard is going to. Wide receiver Zay Jones is officially questionable. He is still dealing with a hamstring injury. They are optimistic he will play this week. He's had some off-the-field personal issues as well as injury issues. So there's a chance he'll be on the field this week. And offensive lineman Cam Robinson has been designated to return from IR with a knee injury. They could certainly use the help, i.e. Trevor Lawrence, in an MRI machine. So hopefully he gets activated this week. <laughs> in Kansas City, Kadarius Tony did not play last week. The hip injury could be hurt pride. Not really sure, but he wasn't on the field. Still not practicing right now. Um, offensive lineman Donovan Smith. Did not play last week for the second week in a row. He's still dealing with a neck injury. And we saw running back Isaiah Pacheco get knocked out of the game after his helmet popped up, and he got kneed in the head. He's in the concussion protocol. And unfortunately, a poor guy tried to sit down on the table at the sideline, and that collapsed. So really, things were not going well for the Chiefs yesterday. In Las Vegas, uh, they were marginally less injured. Tight end Michael Mayer didn't play last week with a toe injury. He's still pretty questionable going into this weekend as well. Running back Josh Jacobs didn't play for the second week in a row with a quad injury, and he's also sick. Could go either way if he's going to play this week. As I already lamented, Samir White is still healthy. <laughs> they also have a few injuries to the secondary, but again, they're persevering, so good for them. In the other side of Los Angeles, the Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen didn't play for the second week in a row with a heel injury. He's going to be a game-time decision again, and linebacker Joey Bosa has been designated to return from assignment, as we talked about last week. He has not officially been activated yet with that foot injury, so it could be this week. Keep an eye on that. In uh, the Rams camp in Los Angeles, only one injury report. Cornerback Trey Tomlinson didn't play last week with a hamstring injury. He's still in the injury report with that hamstring injury and questionable, but everybody else is healthy, so good for them. In Miami, uh, we saw Tyreek Hill come back last week, play through his ankle injury. Unfortunately, wide receiver Jalen Waddle is now dealing with his own ankle injury. 
He was knocked out uh, with what they originally called a shin injury in the third quarter. They're now calling it a high ankle sprain. So head, children, knees, and toes. Pick pick whichever lower lower leg part you would like. He is questionable going into the weekend. Wide receiver Robbie Chosen is in concussion protocol, so they're getting thinner by the moment at wide receiver. In Minnesota, linebacker DJ Warnham is out. He is he tore his quad muscle in Thursday's game, so his season's done. Probably a good chunk of next year. Wide receiver Jordan Addison uh, is dealing with an ankle injury. He is officially day-to-day, as we all are. Um, but they're not willing to decide one way or another if he's going to play on Sunday. That's generally what the questionable designation you know, means to people, but not to Kevin O'Connell. So we'll see how that goes. And tight end TJ Hawkinson, we saw get knocked out of the game. He unfortunately tore his ACL and MCL. He is going to need season-ending surgery. And again, probably going to miss the beginning of next season as well. In New England, running back Ramon J. Stevenson, still questionable with an ankle injury. Wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster is dealing with his own ankle injury, didn't play last week, neither did tight end Hunter Henry, who's dealing with a knee injury. So, not great out there. <laughs> but you have injured guys tweeting about Bailey Zappi, so I guess there's there's still some camaraderie. There's always that. In New Orleans, cornerback Marshawn Lattimore is still dealing with that Ankle injury, still officially on IR. They're not sure if he's going to open the practice window this week and come back. They're trying to get him back before the season ends. Another guy on IR is wide receiver Michael Thomas. We're still noncommittal on whether or not he is going to play this week, but he probably not looking like he's on track to practice this week. So it looks like he would not be activated ahead of the game in Tampa. Again, maybe not the best defensive matchup to come back from. Uh Running back Kendra Miller dealing with an ankle injury. It looked like he was going to play last week, but they ended up scratching him at the last minute. Uh, so he still has not played since the beginning of November. Maybe this will be the week. Sherpa's Giants. It was a tough. It was a tough first half for the Giants. Uh, we saw the passing Paisano, Tommy Cutlets, get benched for pretty much his inability to to move the offense. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, old T-Mobile, came in. Things moved a little better, but that also was from some help from the opposing offense. Um, but the secondary, very much injured uh, kicker, Cade York, is injured. He's on IR. He's got a quad injury. I mean, things things are not getting better. <laughs> Randy Bullock also on IR with hamstring injury. So, you know, it's if you want to be a kicker for the New York Giants, there's some availability out there. <laughs> Also, the secondary, the defense, not looking great. Special teams, defense, really in a bad way injury-wise. Out in New York, the other side of town, which is technically still in New Jersey, um, Aaron Rodgers still not playing for them. Let's all remember that. Kicker Greg Zerline, also questionable. We've got a lot of kicker injuries here on the East Coast. He is dealing with a quad injury. Um, tight end Jeremy Ruckert is in a concussion protocol. He is not going to play on Thursday. They're already ruling him out for that, so not great for him. And, of course, we're we're not entirely sure who is going to play quarterback here. Is it going to be Zach Wilson? Is it going to be Tim Boyle? Is it going to be Sherpa? It could be anybody, really, but we're going to have to wait and see a little bit. Um, he is still not practicing Zach Wilson, so that's not a great sign. Um but we'll we'll see by Friday if he's not practicing, he's not playing this week. But Trevor Simeon could be the guy. Looks like he will again. I mean, it hasn't been great, but 
I mean, it's the Jets. So, sorry, guys. Eagles mostly dealing with defensive injuries. Uh, Cornerback Avante Maddox, probably the biggest name here. He is still dealing with pectoral muscle. He is trying to come off IR. He did not make it for, for Monday's game. This might be the week. Uh, linebacker Nicholas Morrow is dealing with an abdominal injury. He did not play last week. He is officially questionable going into this weekend. Darius Slay, Zach Cunningham, Helena Dickerson, uh, the list goes on and on. There's a lot of questionable players. However, Shaq Leonard, real difference maker. That signing was very good for them. Still bitter about it as a Cowboys fan. Out in Pittsburgh, we are not officially committing to a starting quarterback yet. Um, They're saying that Kenny Pickett is still, quote, in the same position that he was last week with his injury as of this morning. That means he's still recovering from having his ligament screwed back onto the bone in his ankle. Um, But the way things are going, Mason Rudolph, Rudolph on, on, you know, the week of Christmas, obviously things went pretty well. I don't think we're going to see Mitchell Trubisky again for a good long while. (laughs) We have our friends out in San Francisco who – as Sherpa said, they, they did not have the easiest of days yesterday. Um, the offensive line definitely took a beating, which is not great. Uh, quarterback Brock Purdy is dealing with a neck stinger. He's knocked out of the game. They're, quote, confident he will be available to play against commanders this week. Uh, they have guard Aaron Banks is dealing with a turf toe injury. He was knocked out of the game. He's questionable going in this week. Trent Williams is having an MRI on his injured groin. That's a big deal. The three games that Trent Williams did not play this year, the 49ers did not win. He got knocked out of this game. They also did not win that. So we want to see what happens with Trent Williams going into this week. That is most certainly going to affect Brock Purdy's livelihood, just his general ability to stay alive on a football field. Running back Elijah Mitchell is still questionable with a knee injury, did not play on Monday. And... Beyond that, it's just the defense. A lot of defensive injuries. Every cornerback is on this injury report. Out in Seattle, it's a little healthier. Geno Smith is actually not listed on the injury report, which is shocking because he is very much still an injured human being. He's still dealing with a groin injury and elbow injury. So if he pops back up, don't be surprised. He is going to keep playing through it. Linebacker Jordan Brooks is Dealing with an ankle injury, unlikely to get him back for this season. He is for sure not going to be playing this week. Uh, they're dealing with a lot of defensive injuries, and particularly safeties. Not safeties and cornerbacks, not great out there. Uh, Tampa Bay, honestly, still probably the se- I mean, I guess the second healthiest team. The Rams only had one guy on the injury report, but just a couple of defensive players. Cornerback Car- Carlton Davis, III, dealing with a concussion. Beyond that, it's a lot of rest days, so that's always good. The Tennessee Titans are dealing with all of the injuries. Everybody is hurt. If you're on this roster, you're on the injury report. Sherpa and I might be on this injury report at this point for how many people are on here. Uh, Will Levis did not play last week with his ankle injury. We saw the return of Ryan Tannehill. He is planning to practice tomorrow. He has allegedly improved. Um, trying to get some reps these last two weeks would, quote, be invaluable, according to Mike Rabel. Not really sure why we should put the guy out there at this point, but I'm not the head coach of this football team. They didn't ask me, shockingly enough. Uh, Most of their linebackers are appearing on this injury report, as are quite a few safeties and cornerbacks. It's not a great time to be on this defense. If you are a team playing this defense, however, it's a really great time. Out in Washington, the commanders – Again, a lot of defensive injuries. 
However, they are dealing with uh, a couple of, couple of banged-up guys at running back. Uh, we saw Brian Robinson Jr. didn't play last week. Uh, hopefully his ankle injury is going to get a little bit better. Also, Chris Rodriguez Jr. is dealing with an ankle injury. He's going to have an MRI tomorrow. And we're going to see if anybody is still standing to play running back here. <laughs> I mean, Chris Rodriguez had a nice day. It would be nice to not have him injured if you're the commanders, but unfortunately an MRI is not usually a good sign. Beyond that, though, Sherpa, is there anyone left out there? Any any bodies that can get me through the last week of the playoffs here? Well, the commanders just signed Jared Patterson to their practice squad. There today, we go. That's probably, not what you, that's probably not what you have in mind. I'm somebody um, picking up the mirror white on the waiver wire. I might be picking up Jared Patterson. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think we have to go quite that far, but uh, hoping not. let's see what is out there. Um, running back-wise, um, nobody stands out head and shoulders for me this week, but the ones that I would pick up if I you know, had somebody that was banged up and needed a replacement, uh, Latavius Murray with Buffalo, they're going against – New England this week, uh, not an ideal matchup because New England's pretty good against the run, but um, I do think Buffalo has been playing better lately and you know, he's sure not have. a bad choice uh, behind James Cook there. Um, mm-hmm. Chicago gets a little messy for me just because you know, Khalil yeah. Herbert came back this past week and did really well, and so that put a damper on my Roshan Johnson enthusiasm, but uh, if either one of those are available this week um, and you need one, I'd probably prefer Herbert over Johnson, but if Herbert's taken already and Johnson isn't, uh, he might be worthwhile. And then the uh, last one that I, you know, in my top tier for running backs this week would be Kane, Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, he goes home against Arizona, and uh, he seem to be a little bit more committed to running the ball, and yeah. he still seems to have a pretty good – Share that uh, backfield. I mean, DeAndre Swift is not going anywhere, hopefully, for the Eagles, but uh, Kenneth Gamewell is still uh, very involved in the offense, and Boston's got a can't sure understand why, but it just keeps happening. That uh, kickoff return yesterday, his own guy ran yeah. into him and plowed him under. It wasn't great. But, uh, That's the last we're going to see of Boston Scott, I think, for a while. <laughs> probably. Or only uh, this is uh, the too, probably, although for different reasons. But, um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. He's probably being tested for color blindness. But uh, anyway, I mean, it was a bad um, look. It was really. There's a lot of bad things that happened, yeah. but that was definitely the top of the list. <laughs> yeah. So other running backs oh. you might want to consider, although I'm not as high on them uh, because of the matchups this week, and that's all that you know really matters in the end. But uh, Tajay Spears with uh, Tennessee at Houston. Chase Brown at Kansas City for Cincinnati, uh, Atlanta's Tyler Algier um, at Chicago, and Baltimore's Justice Hill um, home against Miami. Those guys um, don't like the matchups as well. So, again, Latavius Murray, Khalil Herbert, Kenneth Gainwell, Roshan Johnson would be my uh, uh, top recommendations for this week. And hopefully, if you need one, hopefully at least one of those guys is available for you. Well, if you're in a league with me, Kenneth Gainwell's on my bench as much as I hate it, so he's not out there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hopefully sitting next to Zemir White this week for your sake. But, uh, You're just hoping. I, I can't take that. That's Sophie's choice again. I just can't do it. <laughs> okay. 
So wide receiver-wise, there's two options that I really um, stand out for me this week. One of them is uh, New Orleans Rashid Shahid uh, going up against mm-hmm. uh, Tampa Bay, which their defense is pretty good, but their pass defense is actually given up the most yards of uh, anyone this season, I believe. So um, yeah. let me just confirm that. Yeah, their, their defense is given up uh, more passing yards uh, this um, year than any other team. So it surprised me a little bit, but uh, check that after I know. a discussion with someone today about whether or not to uh, start Derek Carr this week. But uh, anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. But So one option for me, this one rec- highly recommended option for me this week would be Rashid Shahid going up against Tampa Bay. The other would be the Rams, Demarcus Robinson going up against the Giants. Mm-hmm. And Demarcus Robinson pretty uh, – established now as the third wide receiver for the Rams. It's pretty clear that he and uh, Tutu Atwell is the WR3 for the Rams right now. And (laughs) I think he scored a touchdown in four games in a row, which is, again, what you want out of somebody that you're adding in. There's no reason to think that the Giants are are going to be, uh, you know, putting an end to that streak, although stranger things have happened. But, uh, Mm-hmm. Let's see. So anyway, those two would be at the top of my list. Uh, some other options that I'd be um, okay with would be uh, Minnesota's K.J. Osborne home against Green Bay, although I would like to know who's starting quarterback is going to be. Noah Brown, uh, nice. Houston, um, home against Tennessee, ditto about the starting quarterback. And Josh Downs for Indianapolis, uh, home to Las Vegas. We know who his starting quarterback is going to be, but we don't know whether uh, – Michael Pittman is going to be there or not. If he's not, then yeah. uh, Josh Downs a, a much more attractive play, I think. And then finally, uh, Elijah Moore for Cleveland in a revenge game uh, against the uh, Jets could be really interesting. Um, some others that I'm not as keen on, but again, if you know, you're in a really deep league and uh, nobody's available, some other guys to consider would be Joshua Palmer, Demario Douglas, Curtis Samuel, uh, Jonathan Mingo, and Wandale Robinson. Wandale dropped a big pass yesterday. Hopefully he's not doing he that did. this week. No. That's tough. Um, so quarterback-wise, there's one option that stands out for me this week. I alluded to it before, and that's actually Derek Carr. I mean, hopefully that's not your number one choice for I'm with you, though. I think it's a good story. Well, okay. You know, I don't know. It's an above average I don't story. like Lamar Jackson's matchup this week. I don't know that I'm starting Derek Carr over Lamar Jackson, but you know, no. I could definitely make an argument for Derek Carr over some other, you know, I guess, much more widely owned um, options. And I'm just thinking, for instance, uh, I think I'd rather start him than Kyler Murray this week. Um Kind of, on the fence, kind of on the fence about Jared Goff. Um, he's obviously, I think, more talented yeah. and better surrounding players, but I like Dallas' secondary a lot. So that's another guy that, uh, for me, yeah, Tua would be mm-hmm. another one going up against Baltimore's defense. Not sure that I want to start. You know, I, I might be okay starting Derek Carr over him. Um, I guess those are the, the big ones that I wanted to mention, but... Uh, yeah, 
maybe Jordan Love. Yeah. Maybe I'd start Derek Carr over him. So anyway, I don't um, even know who Jordan Love is going to throw to. <laughs> um, probably somebody else. He might just uh, spend the whole game. Uh, maybe himself. To, uh, he's good at throwing it to the other um, team. <laughs> no, he's been throwing it to Tucker Craft quite a bit, and that's been going pretty that well. Is Tucker Craft, the uh, uh, the rookie tight end for Green Bay, who's not named uh, Rick Musgrave, is having a pretty good season for himself. Especially wrap him in bubble season. wrap. But um, some other quarterbacks to consider if uh, Derek Carr isn't available would be Gardner Minshew, uh, Nick Mullins if he does in fact start. Joe Flacco has had a, a string of three nice games in a row now. Just not sure I really want to start him against that just pass defense, and then. Uh, Aiden O'Connell with the Raiders going up against Indianapolis's pass defense and uh, some other um, not as highly ranked options for me would be Jake Brown and Chris Cincinnati going on the road at Kansas City, uh, Taylor Heineke for Atlanta on the road at Chicago, and Bryce Young for Carolina on the road at Jacksonville. Yeah, Bryce Young. Yeah. Beggars can't be choosers. Right. <laughs> no, that's that's the, that's certainly true. Um, tenant, so for tight ends, then um, the two I'm probably most interested in starting this week would be Jawan Johnson for New Orleans um, at Tampa Bay and Tyler Higby for the Rams um, at the Giants. Some other options that might be possible, pun not intended, are Kate Otten for Tampa Bay against New Orleans and Dawson Knox for um um, for Buffalo, home against New England, and some other options if you're uh, um, more desperate than that or, uh, or playing a deeper league than that are Chega Conquo, Hunter Henry, Tyler Conklin, Michael Mayer, Logan Thomas, and Joe Everett. But, uh, again, hopefully you're not having to start any of those guys in a championship yeah, match. And then uh, last but not least, if you're looking to start to stream the defense this week, uh, Jacksonville uh, against Carolina, Rams against the Giants, Seattle against Pittsburgh, Chicago against Atlanta, Houston versus Tennessee, Indianapolis versus Las Vegas, and Minnesota home to uh, Green Bay. Those are all defenses that I you know, would consider stream-worthy this week. I like it. There's some good options out there. Yeah, I think so. Defenses, yeah, there's – Usually, unless you're in a league where people are hoarding them, which I don't play in any leagues like that, but um, you know, most yeah. people have two defenses and just go with the one with better matchups. But uh, mm-hmm. or maybe they'll you know, drop a second one and pick up somebody that has a more favorable matchup um, for the coming week. But uh, you should be able to find a, a, one of those teams ought to be available if you need one. And um, yeah. anyway, let's uh, get into some uh, position. Uh, rankings, top tens, and avoid lists. So, crazy. what do you like for uh, running backs this week? Hard not to like Christian McCaffrey. I know we burned you last week, but this commander's defense, as much as I like to tout them, uh, did not look like they wanted to stop just about anybody. And it's pretty hard to stop Christian McCaffrey to begin with. So, I've got him at the top of my list. Kyron Williams at number two. Uh, Rashad White at number three, I'm pretty high on him. Alvin Kamara and Saquon Barkley running out my top five, even even against the Rams, I still like him. Also, not really sure what else the offense is doing. Uh, at six, I've got James Cook, Jameer Gibbs, Jonathan Taylor, Travis Etienne, and Brees Hall running out my top ten. 
Is that you? Is that all of your avoid list or just some of it? <laughs> um, just some of it. But uh, Christian McCaffrey also at the top of my uh, recommended list for this week. DeAndre Swift, Kyron Williams, Tony Pollard, Jonathan Taylor, James Cook, David Montgomery, Travis Etienne, Alvin Kamara, and Devon A-Chain uh, rounding out my top ten. Honorable mentions to Jameer Gibbs, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, who should be in for a nice day if Isaiah Pacheco can't play, Devin Singletary, yeah. Khalil Herbert, and Ty Chandler. Thank you. That's not bad. Most of your I'll list your is avoid not on list. On that. <laughs> Tajay Spears is the top of my avoid list. Uh, Deontay Foreman, Roshan Johnson. It's just like you said, it's it's hard to figure out who's going to do what here. I'm just saying no to all of it. Samaj P. Ryan, Antonio Gibson, uh, Chase Brown in Cincinnati, Julian McLaughlin, Alexander Hamilton Madison, Zach Charbonnet, and Tyler Algier are rounding out my bottom ten. Okay. Um, my avoid list has uh, Brees Hall at the top of it. Now he had a nice game against the Commanders, but uh, he's now playing the Commanders mm. this week. Saquon Barkley, <laughs> Derek Henry, Joe Mixon, Dijon Robinson, Austin Eckler, Gus Edwards, James Conner, the Najee Harris-Jalen Warren combo, and Ezekiel Elliott rounding out my list of running backs to avoid. Dishonorable mentions to uh, Tajay Spears, Chuba Hubbard, Tyler Algier, and uh, Bryant Robinson Jr. So running backs uh, with the initials BR, uh, not high yeah. on my Yeah, the old BR not making the list this week. <laughs> So um, I'll start us off with uh, wide receivers on my recommended list for this week. I've got A.J. Brown at the top of my list, Debo Samuel, C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson, Chris Olave, Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, Michael Pittman if he's healthy enough to play, and Devonta Smith. Uh, honorable mentions to Calvin Ridley, Rasheed Rice. Didn't think I'd be saying that a few weeks ago. And uh, Noah Brown. <laughs> but yet here we are. Um, I've I've got, believe it or not, Justin Jefferson at the top of my list. I've got Ceedee Lamb at two, AJ Brown at three, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Tyreek Hill running out my top five. Rashi Bryce all the way up at six on my list. Debo Samuel, Chris Olave, Nico Collins, and Mike Evans. Um, my wide receivers to avoid list: uh, Garrett Wilson. You can probably sense of theme here. Uh, Jamar <laughs> Chase, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, Jay Flowers, Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, who had a really nice game this week, but uh, um, he's blocked by me this week. Uh, T. Higgins <laughs> and Adam Thielen rounding out my uh, tend to avoid and dishonorable mentions to Drake Lloyd, Marquise Brown, Jonathan Mingo, Wandale Robinson, Mario Douglas and Devontae Parker. There you go. I mean, that's some... All right. <laughs> we have some overlap. <laughs> I got George Pickens on my list, Demario Douglas, Deontay Johnson. This is sounding familiar, is it not? Uh, Zay Jones, Joshua Palmer, Wandale Robinson, Jonathan Mango, Josh Downs, Elijah Moore, KJ, Rob... Ob... the KJ Osborne. It's... Even with injuries, I, I had a lot more than 10 I wanted to put on this list. <laughs> yeah, I had 16, so there's nothing stopping you. Yeah. 
This is true. This is true. I always try to stay in the rules, and you're out here with, like, 12 lists. <laughs> well, not the 12 teams in my top five uh, draft picks. Yeah, how's your season. top five looking? <laughs> we haven't checked in on that in a week or two. No, we haven't. I, I do know that my Giants are legitimately have the fifth pick right now. With the season How are you feeling about uh, the passing Paisano? You think he can come back this week and be a little more effective? Um. Quite honestly, I think they should start him because they they need to find out yeah. whether he's you know you know they want to keep him around, keep him around or not. as a backup next year yeah. or not. If they don't, then I'm guessing someone else will based on you know what he's shown this season. You know, especially if he had an offensive line that gave him some time. But um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Terod Taylor, known quantity. Yeah, I'm sure he wants to win and. Sure, the you know the Giants want to end the season on a high note, but if you're in player evaluation mode at this point, whether you're yeah. the Giants or any other team that's already out of the playoffs, um, you know, I think if you already know that you know the guy on your roster, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, cough cough, is not your starting quarterback for the future, then <laughs> you know, why not take a look at uh, Aiden O'Connell or whomever and uh, figure out whether you want to keep them around or whether you might need to trade up or draft somebody um, in the off season or sign Kirk Cousins yeah. or whatever you might want to do. So, um, yeah, which, rough out there. I guess quarterback wise, uh, who do you like this week? I've got Jalen Hurts at the top of my list. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, all the way down at five. I'm just real mad at him. <laughs> T.J. Stroud, as long as he plays, which it looks like he's going to, Justin Fields, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Baker Mayfield rounding out the top ten. Okay. Um, I've got Jalen Hurts at the top of my list. Uh, also, after that, our lists diverge pretty uh, seriously. Um, here we go. i got Matthew Stafford what a surprise. Two, Brock Purdy at three, Josh Allen four, Dak Prescott, five, which is, I think, where you had him. Derek Carr, six. Yes. Patrick Mahomes, Even that felt seven. a little high. <laughs> T.J. Stroud, eight. Was Patrick Mahomes on your list? I don't think he was. Uh, he was at eight. He, he snuck oh, on. Oh, he was at eight. Okay. Again. All right. Thought my, about my leaving him off. My listing comprehension needs some improvement. Nah, so fine. By the time you get down there. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is seven for me already. Um, T.J. Stroud, eight. Trevor Lawrence, nine. Gardner Minshew, ten. And whoever starts at uh, quarterback for um, Minnesota this week, be it Nick uh, Mullins, Joshua Dobbs, or Jared Hall, would be an honorable mention for me. I know Josh Dobbs almost got Justin Jefferson killed, but Nick Mullins was not lighting the world on fire for a lot of that game yesterday. So I'm not really sure who should be playing quarterback, but I'm very sure I don't want to be starting. Well, you know, for the Vikings, I understand, you know, they, they still think they have a shot, so, you know, they want to. I mean, mathematically? To, mathematically, they have a shot, so they want yeah. to try to win these games. But, you know, I mean, Nick Mullins, okay, throw for 400 yards, but when that comes with four interceptions, are you really helping the you know, team more than you're hurting it? And Joshua Dobbs had a couple nice games. and then So you know, this is my long-winded way of arguing that they should just give Jared Hall a chance and see what he can do. And the fact yes. that he's on a dynasty team that I have has a uh, little well, to you and I, to, you and I before, before he got cussed, concussed 
five minutes into that into his first start, you and I were very high on him. We're both still very excited about him. I think he's a really good quarterback, well, but I'd like to actually know, especially if we're going to let Joshua Dobbs throw picks like there's no tomorrow and Nick Mullins, why can't we let the rookie do it and see if he's going to be worth, you know, the development? Well, you're a little more euphemistic than I am. You said uh, excited. I, I'm true. bitter about it, but uh, anyway. <laughs> Hopefully that'll change come Sunday. I don't really trust that Kevin O'Connell is Kevin O'Connell is going to start him, but we'll see. So uh, how about no. quarterbacks you're trying to stay away from this uh, week? Who, who's there in your championship week of points for quarterbacks? Yeah, Nick Mullins and the gang. I'm staying away from uh, Jordan Love. Also staying away from. I don't want a whole lot to do with a lot of that game. Jake Browning's on my avoid list. Geno Smith. The matchup is just not great. Also, all of his body is injured. Easton Stick also not very productive and getting a tough matchup. Jacoby Brissett or Sam Howell or Magic Johnson. Whoever wants to play quarterback, I'm I'm thinking not this week for the Commanders. Joe Flacco. Will Levis or, uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill, whoever's out there. It looks like it might be Will Levis. Uh, Tommy DeVito and his agent on benching. Whoever wants to play quarterback for the Jets, also staying away from. Not entirely sure they can make it through a whole game anyway. So there you go. My very optimistic avoid list. <laughs> okay, so for me, um, quarterbacks to avoid this week, uh, Lamar Jackson, surprisingly. I know he's the MVP favorite right now, but I uh, don't like that matchup with Miami, Kyler Murray, Jake Browning, Taylor Heineke, Bryce Hall, um, the Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, whoever starts there, Zach Wilson, Trevor Semyon, whoever starts there, Terod Taylor, Tommy DeVito, whoever starts there, Ryan Tannehill, Will Levis, whoever starts there, and then Easton Stick. So those are my guys to avoid for quarterbacks. I can't believe he's a hockey player. I also didn't realize he actually was ahead of Trey Lance at North Dakota State. I just lost those years in between him and, and Carson Wentz, apparently. But the more you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's all sorts of, uh, you. yeah, I mean. I'm, I'm just a fountain of information today of things that are not at all useful for anyone. <laughs> Carson Wentz and Trey Lance are both likely headed to the playoffs. Not that they have anything to do with that, but uh, – Fortunately, the guys playing ahead of them are doing pretty well. So, yeah. Carson Wentz looks very happy me. with the Rams, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Collecting a nice paycheck and not getting banged up and uh, going to be in the playoffs. Not that time. Playing behind yeah. a guy who is somewhat injury prone. So, we'll see if his is true. fortunes could uh, turn on a dime. All like right. That, um, like we did there. Anyway. <laughs> tight ends. Uh, George Kittle at the top of the list for me. Um, uh, Dallas Goddard second. Travis Kelsey. Uh, hopefully he'll keep it together this week. David Njoku. Yeah. Jake Ferguson. Sam Laporta. Dalton Schultz. Dalton Kincaid. Tyler Higby. Evan Engram rounding out my top ten. Honorable mentions. Tucker Kraft. Kyle Granson and Juwan Johnson. Okay. Uh, interesting. All right, we have some overlap in the wrong directions, but that's fine. <laughs> I've got Trey McBride at the top of my list this week. Travis Kelsey's at two. Stan Laporta at three. Uh, David Njoku and Jake Ferguson rounding out my top five. George Kittle's all the way down to six. Uh, Isaiah Likely at seven. Dallas Goddard at eight. 
Cole Komet at nine. I don't know if he's going to play, but if he does, I really want to put him in there. And Dalton Schultz running out my top ten. Right. Well, Trey McBride is also at the top of the list for me, but it's oh, you're the worst. You can have such a good day. <laughs> well, maybe um, that's the kiss of death or the kiss of life for him. Whatever the opposite would be. But, uh, so Trey McBride at the top of my avoid list. Uh, um, Kyle Pitts, Darren Waller, Logan Thomas, Pat Fryermuth, Shaka Conquo, Hunter Henry, Isaiah Likely, Gerald Everett, Tyler Conklin, and uh, dishonorable mention to Tanner Hudson, all uh, tight ends that I hope I don't have to start the championship league. <laughs> um, well, I we have some overlap on our avoid list. We have some overlap on other lists, but... Uh, Darren Waller's on my boy list. I'm mad. I I was all in. I got excited about him. And then all of a sudden, Cody Bellinger just was stealing all of his targets yesterday, which is terrible. Um, so I, I don't want to – I don't play the Shanahan again. It's not the world's greatest matchup anyway. I don't really know who's going to be throwing to him. I'm staying away from both of them. Chico Cuanco, also staying away. Hunter Henry, Gerald Everett, Logan Thomas, Tyler Conklin, Dalton Kincaid, Johnny Smith, Michael Mayer, Jawan Johnson – some of these names sound familiar. <laughs> they do. All right. Um, oh. Last and least, how about uh, defenses? Who do you like this week? I mean, there's there's some I like. There's some I'm ambivalent on. There's some I really don't like. But the Browns feel like a pretty good start this week. The Bills, the 49ers, um, the Bears, the Rams, the Jets even go as far as say the Chiefs, the Chiefs and and the Chargers. That's about all that I really truly like. I'm ambivalent on the Colts, the Jaguars, maybe the Raiders. I don't love it. What about you? Anybody you actually are excited about at defense this week? Yeah, a bunch of teams. Um, Cleveland's <laughs> also at the top of my list. Uh, Philadelphia, the Rams, San Francisco, Houston, Denver. Those would all be in one tier for me. And then the next tier would have uh, Jacksonville, Chicago, Miami, Buffalo, Seattle, and Kansas City in it. Okay. So that's 12 I like teams it. like Brandon in back. the top 10. I like yeah. it. Uh, well, I did I did not go full eight on my avoid list. Like I said, I'm kind of ambivalent on a lot of teams. Uh, I'm staying away from the Broncos, the Seahawks, the Texans, uh, the Titans, the Eagles, the Vikings, the Steelers, the Cowboys. A lot not to like. I want to stay away from Arizona, Washington, the Giants, Tampa Bay, Detroit, Carolina, Vegas, New England, Tennessee, Cincinnati, and Green Bay. Those are the ones I'm trying to avoid this week. All right. How about game picks? What do you think about that? (laughs) All right. Well, Cleveland's hosting the Jets, which trivia – which many of our listeners probably know, but these two teams actually played in the same city for the inaugural Monday night game back 53 years ago. The Browns won that game, and I think they're going to win this one too. I forget what the score was in that game, but uh, I think the score in this game will be 24-17. I would love to see Bruce Hall go nuts and Garrett Wilson and all, but if you're starting Trevor Simeon as your quarterback, then, chances of that happening are pretty low to begin with, and then you put them up against a top-notch defense, and I think it's going to be a long night yeah. for the Jets. 
Joe Flacco yeah, the Jets have a good defense in their <laughs> own right, but uh, I think um, that they'll be just enough to to win this game, twenty four seventeen. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's like I said Thursday night weird stuff happens. I'm sure there'll be plenty of weird in this game, but the Cleveland defense is just so so good. Um, the Jets are familiar with Joe Flacco. I will give them that since he did he did time there for a little while. That's what it feels like if you're a quarterback for the Jets, you're just doing time. Um, so I think it'll be a close game. I think it will not have a ton of scoring, but even for Thursday, I guess it's a little high scoring. I've got Cleveland winning 21 to 17. It's just there's a lot to not like. Defensively, I think it'll be a good game. If you're not a, a big man-to-man coverage guy, this might not be for you. Okay. And once again, the NFL schedule makers have uh, blessed us yeah. with a uh, Sunday, I mean, excuse me, a Saturday night game. And this one, uh, your Dallas Cowboys Perfect. are home against the Detroit Lions, who I guess in theory have a shot to, you know, they do get the NFC uh, home field advantage if they win the next couple games and some other things happen. But uh, I think um, um, those hopes will be put to rest here. I think Dallas struggled last couple weeks, but at home they're a different team. Detroit plays well enough on the road, you know, especially in a dome situation or a fast surface, and I think they'll hold their own here, but uh, I think Dallas uh, has more on the line, so I'll go with them to win this by a field goal at home, 27-24. This game terrifies me. Um, Obviously, I'm a big Motor City Dan Campbell proponent. He also was a Cowboy for like five years and a team captain, even as a backup blocking tight end. So it's kind of a Motor City Dan Campbell revenge game, sort of. There's a lot that is not going well for the Cowboys. Micah Parsons is upset with the referees. There's a lot of bad here. But the Lions, I think, are going to have a little bit of a letdown after finally clinching the division, all of the emotional roller coaster of that. Going into Dallas is not the easiest thing to do. But I think it's a close game. I think the Cowboys win 28-27, and it's going to be a fourth-quarter comeback. I am I really just want nothing to do with that, Prescott. Give me Cooper Rush. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with him. All right. Um, next up, we've got the Eagles hosting Arizona in the first of the uh, Sunday afternoon games, the early games. And, yeah, I don't think this one is a fair fight. You know, Philadelphia's defense has looked pretty atrocious at times, but you know, I don't know who Kyler Murray is going to be throwing the ball to um, other than Trey McBride maybe. But um, I think Philadelphia, you know, has an easier time with Arizona than they did with the Giants. I think they'll cut down on the self-inflicted wounds, and I think they'll double up on Arizona 34-17. Oh, really not giving uh, Arizona a whole lot of credit here, are you? I think they're going to stick around more than than you think they're going to. I think it's going to be a bigger problem for the Eagles. The injuries are a little rough. Uh, Jalen Hurts doesn't look right. Both Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown are banged up. I think this is going to be a much closer game. I think the Eagles win it, but I think it's going to be a little bit of a dogfight. I've got them winning 30-26. Closer game. More points. Bring it on. All right. Well, things didn't go their way the last time they played a bird team. Did not. A couple of weeks ago, so see how it works I think out. Blue might have had something to do with that. 
Blue <laughs> yeah, will uh, be. If I can drag him away from having a blue Christmas, he'll uh, have something to say about the two bird teams playing against each other. Wait, maybe he'll oh, check in another, for next, next week. <laughs> well, we've got a, another. Oh, I didn't even realize there's a blue bowl on tap this week. That makes me excited. There we'll is. We'll talk more about that in a minute. So, we'll anyway, um, next game also features a bird team. That would be the Atlanta Falcons traveling to the Chicago Bears. And Bears are starting to look uh, semi-respectable um, all of a yeah. sudden. And against uh, Atlanta, I know which way you're picking this game. But, uh, you sure do. And Justin Fields, DJ Moore have shown me just enough. Uh, and Atlanta is dysfunctional as always. I'll go with uh, Chicago to win yeah. this game. Uh, 24-21 in what could be uh, pretty awful playing conditions, but uh, let's see closer to Sunday. Yeah, it, it could be terrible, but it is Chicago in the winter. Um, obviously, I'm not picking Atlanta. They they still have not earned that right. Um, but I I think what I like the most out of this week is how much DJ Moore is going to bat for Justin Fields when clearly – the Bears' ownership is not on board. Um, so I expect even in crap weather for there still to be a fair amount of points for Chicago, especially since, you know, Justin Fields can run a little bit. I bet Chicago winning 30-17. to 17. Even that, I don't know if Atlanta can do it. Okay, next up we've got a blue bowl, which for those who um, aren't familiar with the term, um, two cat teams <laughs> playing against each other. Uh, we've got the Jaguars hosting the Panthers. I think the Jaguars are going to get the better of the Panthers. Um, I know, you know, Carolina has struggled all season. But Jacksonville might be missing their starting quarterback, but uh, you know, I think they'd be able to overcome Carolina even uh, if they um, brought Mark Brunel out of retirement. But uh, anyway, with uh, Trevor. <laughs> Lawrence or C.J. Beathard, I think they're still the better team. I'll go Jacksonville 27, uh, Carolina 20. I'm thinking it's going to be a C.J. Beathard blue bowl here, and I think for sure he is guiding the Jaguars to victory here. This Carolina team is sad. It makes me sad to watch them. It's just not great. Even Adam Thielen, which we were all excited about early on, I, I mean, it's just it's tough to be Bryce Young. It's tough to be behind that offensive line. It's just the coaching, all of it's bad. So I'm taking Jacksonville. I'm taking them by a whole lot of points. I've got them winning 28 to 14. Okay. Next up, uh, my Giants hosting the Rams. Um, the Rams are staying surprisingly healthy now that Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, at all are healthy. They've got mm-hmm. Kyron Williams back, and they're doing some damage there. And hopefully for them, Carson Wentz doesn't have to see the field too much. Uh, he may end up seeing the field at the end of this game, but not uh, due to injury. I think it um, could be that uh, Matthew Stafford's wearing a baseball cap on by the fourth uh, quarter and ordering pizza. But uh, anyway, I'm going to go with the Rams here <laughs> to win this one pretty easily. I'll say Rams 30, Giants 17. I like it. Um, I'm I'm actually going – I'm keeping this a lot closer. I Whoever is going to play cornerback, is it T-Mobile, is it Tommy Cutlets? I don't know. But I think they can hang around a little bit. Like you said, I think the Rams are maybe not going to be starting everybody for the entirety of this game. This does not mean a whole lot to them at this point. Um, so 
I have them winning 27-23. I think Saquon Barkley and the Giants might might be able to get a little bit going here. It might be garbage time, but there is still something to be had here points-wise. Okay, next up we've got Indianapolis hosting Las Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas, um, hard to see how Antonio Pierce could not be the um, you know, full-time coach next year, but we said that two years ago, too, when there's team this is true. coordinator. Uh, took over. Thought um, didn't. See how well that went. Out. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, you know they've been playing a lot better in recent weeks. You know, hanging you know 63 points on the Chargers and beating the Chiefs and all. But uh, um, you know, then again, they still lost that game at home to the Vikings. So they seem like a very hot and cold team. I think they'll be uh, lukewarm this week. But uh, I think Indianapolis. Will um, has more on the line, and I think they're going to um, play better at home this week. And uh, I'll go with Jonathan Taylor being a big part of uh, Indy's offense and Indy winning this by field goal, twenty-seven twenty-four. There you go. Um, I I have Indy winning twenty-three seventeen. I think Aiden O'Connell is going to have some trouble with this Colts defense, which is certainly better than it looked last week. Uh, like you said, I. I don't know how you don't keep Antonio Pierce as, as the coach. They're clearly all drinking the Kool-Aid. Everyone is bought in and good for them. I just think this might be a little too much on the road. You know, the, again, like you have that adrenaline drop off after after a big win you steal there. So I, I'm thinking the Colts are going to take this one. Okay. Next we've got uh, two of the better teams in the AFC facing off against each other, Baltimore fresh off that high of the Christmas night victory at San Francisco. Now everybody is, uh, you know, um, crowning their, you know, what to uh, paraphrase Denny green. But um, <laughs> um, I think that, um, yeah, I, I think Miami is actually going to go in and, and take this. You know, I know Raheem Mostert is banged up, but uh, if that means more Devin A chain, I'm all in favor of it. Uh, you know, Jalen Waddle, that, that hurts, but hopefully uh, Tyreek Hill will be a little healthier this week. And, yeah, I, I, I can certainly see scenarios where Baltimore wins, but I think they're going to have a little bit of a letdown here. And uh, I think Miami takes this 24-21. I've got Baltimore winning 30-28. to I think there's a touchdown from both defenses. I think that the fact that, Tua struggles with getting beyond his second read, and you have your first and second read both injured. Neither one of them are going to be at full strength. Hopefully, Jalen Waddle's out there to begin with. Um, but I, I'm just worried that he's going to struggle a little more against this tougher defense that's going to be able to cover these guys and force him into a faster decision-making, which historically has not gone that well for him. So Lamar Jackson's certainly going to have a tough time. He needs to not turn the football over, which is probably still going to happen. But I think Baltimore is just – going to outman them just a little bit shockingly to say that they might be healthier where it matters at this point not that Baltimore has ever been a healthy team this season but I think they're going to have just enough they're at home I think that'll make a difference okay Buffalo hosting New England New England certainly playing better of late but yeah. too little too late they're still going to have a top five draft pick and Bill Belichick will probably not be the person making that pick but uh who knows, stranger things have happened, but Buffalo still has something to play with. Again, there's a, you know, a somewhat far-fetched uh, 
scenario, but not inconceivable that they could still wind up in the mix for you know, best record in the um, in the uh, AFC. I think, or no, I'm, I'm confused. I thought they could, but uh, yeah. I think I'm wrong about that. But anyway, um, Buffalo. I think they'll. They look a whole lot better though. I'll tell you that. They're better the last couple of weeks, and I, I think they'll win this game. I'll take them 27-21 as uh, James Cook and uh, Josh Allen at all have another good game. Yeah, this this Buffalo defense is getting a little healthier. Billy Zappi has been doing a great job, and Ezekiel Elliott is, is having a, a resurgence, which is not at all making me bitter as a Cowboys fan, running backs dropping the ball on the goal line. But – I think that despite the good things that New England's doing and the fact that Bill Belichick can neutralize an offense better than most, I still think Buffalo's just too talented. I think they win 30-20, to 20 and it doesn't feel like it's going to be that much of a fair fight. Okay. New Orleans on the road against Tampa Bay. I have a feeling we're going to disagree about this game, too. Um, for me, this is all about uh, <laughs> Derek Carr having opportunities against uh, Tampa Bay pass defense that hasn't been very good this season, which offsets their uh, run defense. But uh, anyway, especially if Michael Thomas is back, you know, I like having uh, Juwan Johnson and Michael Thomas and Chris Olave all there and Melvin Kamara to throw to. You know, I think they're just a little bit uh, um, better rounded on offense than Tampa Bay, which is pretty much, you know, you know, run the ball with Rashad White or throw it to Mike Evans or, or um, Chris Coughlin, but uh, anyway, I'll go New Orleans 28, Tampa 24 here in the game that is probably decide the NFC South. Yeah, I I think this will be a close game. I have the same score, but reversed. Shocker, just as you predicted. I don't necessarily think Tampa Bay is the better team. I just think they are playing more as a team right now. New Orleans got a great defense, but it's been up and down. We're we're giving up 30 points, you know, putting up a negative five fantasy points. Derek Carr is is prone to interceptions, and we haven't quite figured out how to keep wide receivers healthy and on the field. If Chris Olave could stay healthy the whole game and not get knocked out, that would be amazing. But this Tampa Bay defense is pretty good, and Baker Mayfield, for whatever reason, has – figured out maybe it's having some stability in his coordinators and his coaching staff, but he's hungry. He thinks he can't lose. And this team is really like Kate Otten has been great. Rashad White is, is incredible. Mike Evans is out there. I mean, it, there's, there's a lot to like about the Tampa's team. And I think they're just a little bit hungrier. I'm taking them 28, 24. Okay. Uh, San Francisco traveling east. Uh, to Washington couldn't uh, have a much nicer spot for uh, coming off a, a bad uh, loss last night. But uh, anyway, maybe while yeah. they're at it, they can go down and jeer the uh, Ravens. But uh, anyway, I think uh, San Francisco will be the Maryland area team uh, this week, and I'll go with them doubling up on Washington 34-17. And I think, yeah, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, have big games. George Kittle has a big game. And Brock Purdy, although people aren't going to talk about him as potential MVP anymore after throwing four picks in their most, uh, you know, their biggest test of the season, I think uh, he's still going to play. I got to say, game. a lot of the guys who could be considered for MVP have had three interception games. I don't think the four interception is really all that, that terrible against what I think is one of the better defenses in the league. But I think Brock Purdy still got my vote. But. 
shockingly, nobody's asking. We, However, I, I, do agree, I do agree with you. I think San Francisco takes us handily. I have them winning 35 to 21. I only really think Washington gets the 21 with a little bit of garbage time because I think we're going to see a lot of guys in baseball hats by about the middle of the third quarter. So I, I think they'll they'll get a few points late. Okay. Uh, Houston hosting Tennessee. You know, the big question is who's going to be starting a quarterback for each of these teams. And even if it turns out being, uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill versus Case Keenum, I just think the surrounding cast, supporting cast, a little bit better for Houston than uh, Tennessee at this point. And I'll go with Houston at home 27-17. Yeah, I, I've got Houston winning 27-23. I think the Tennessee defense will, will keep them in this a little bit. I'm concerned about who's going to play quarterback and really how that offense is going to look because it was underwhelming. Um, but like you said, I think Houston just overall, even though they're a little banged up on defense, as long as they can get marginally healthier than they are right now, if I could get Will Anderson Jr. out there or Jimmy Ward, if not both of them, that would help a lot. But I think C.J. Stroud probably is back this week, and that, that just goes a long way for this team. Okay. Um Seattle hosting Pittsburgh, this should be an interesting game. Uh, both teams playing really well on defense lately, and both uh, not sure from one week to the next who their starting quarterback is going to be. But assuming that it's Geno Smith and Mason Rudolph, or even if it's Drew Locke and Mason Rudolph, um, or, you know, I, I still think um, I'll pick Seattle here, just mainly because they've got the home field advantage. If it were at a neutral site, I might pick Pittsburgh, but uh, – I think uh, Seattle has a little bit more balance at this point. Their offense is just a tiny bit more respectable than Pittsburgh, so I'll go with them 24-21. I'm thinking Pittsburgh to win this. I think the defense is a little bit stronger here. I'm still worried about how healthy Geno Smith is. Um, I'd like to see Mason Rudolph play quarterback again. It's tough going on the road into the 12th man up in Seattle, but I think the defense will be just enough, and Pittsburgh wins 24-20. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Kansas City looking for a rebound and an embarrassing loss yesterday. Um, they actually, their offense yeah. outscored the Vegas' offense, but unfortunately their offense also uh, fed the Raiders uh, 14 points and you just can't do that. But uh, anyway, yeah. they're not good enough to do that. Their defense is great. Their offense has been mediocre at best this season. I think they'll be a little bit better in this game, just well enough, good enough to win. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think we're going to be hearing any more talk about Patrick Mahomes in an MVP no. uh, you know, race this season. I think Kansas City will win this uh, 27-21. And most interesting thing for me is whether Isaiah Pacheco is healthy enough to play or whether we end up getting a, a big dose of uh, Clyde Edwards and if so, how well he does. Yeah. Yeah, it it's gonna be interesting, and I mean, where is Isaiah Pacheco? It looked terrible. I don't think we're gonna see him this week, but I don't know if Clyde Edwards Hilaire is gonna be the answer. I think Kansas City's a mess. I think they are at home. I think they have some pride. They're gonna have to restore here and try to remind everybody that they are still, in fact, a functional team, which they did not show yesterday. Cincinnati just so many injuries. I I mean, I don't think that they can hang with Kansas City right now. I've got Kansas City winning 28 to 21. But I don't I don't think this is going to be the world's prettiest football game we're going to see. Okay. 
Okay, um, another the last of the Sunday Vikings, uh, Chargers at Denver. And, you know, it's kind of who cares at this point. I'll go with Denver because they're <laughs> the home team. But uh, this is really not a game that I would want to watch. I think of those late games, you know, both of the other two games are, are more interesting than this. But, of course, if your fantasy mm-hmm. season depends on it, you know, I'm not sure that um, Austin Eckler has really shown enough. It, it's amazing how far he's uh, fallen yeah. this season. And you can't put that all on Justin Herbert's injury either. You may even – Mm-hmm. He was hurt for a good point portion of the season and not doing so well even when he's come back. But uh, Denver certainly not lighting the world on fire either. Russell Wilson no. could very well be gone after this season, but I think they play just well enough here to win this. I'll go for and the Chargers 17. Yeah, I've got Denver 23, the Chargers 17. So we're kind of in the same same boat here. Like you said, this is not a game that's appointment viewing, probably even for Chargers or, or Broncos fans at this point. Um, Easton Stick versus Russell Wilson it does not light the world on fire. Denver's at home. They look a little more functional. I'm still not convinced this is a team that functions well, but they are functional in comparison to the Chargers. So 23-17 in a forgettable game. And then finally, the Sunday night game rounding out, wrapping up the week since there's no Monday night game. It's no Monday. A couple weeks of the season, we're done with Mondays after the triple header yesterday. But uh, so Minnesota hosting Green Bay really would like to know who's playing quarterback for Minnesota. But uh, yes. as long as they have Justin Jefferson to throw to, I think they're going to be okay. Um, you know, I think Ty Chandler gets a chance to shine here. Green Bay, you know, they just they look like maybe they're getting things heading in the right direction, and then they, you know, stumble. And I'll go with uh, Minnesota to win this by a field goal. I'll say Minnesota 27, Green Bay 24. I've got Minnesota winning 24 to 20. I I just like you said, I'm not entirely sure who's playing in this game. Not really sure who's going to play quarterback for Minnesota. I don't know who's going to play wide receiver for for Green Bay. I'm not entirely sure if A.J. Dillon or Aaron Jones is the healthier of the running backs. Ty Chandler is probably the best option out there. But, I, I mean, I get that it's a division matchup and, and all of that, but this does not feel like the note we necessarily want to end the week on. <laughs> I feel like we could have flexed somebody here. But it, I think it's a close game, just not, not a, a super exciting game. Okay, you want to do uh, DFS first, and then we'll do some uh, gifts and call. Let's get crazy. Yeah, so as always, the disclaimer, you guys know who you want to put on your DFS team. You know how to spend your money. This is the value picks to help you get there. We're going to give you the most ROI here. So at quarterback, we extolled the virtues of Derek Carr earlier, and his price is very right. So is Russell Wilson, who, again, might not be the most exciting game out there, but he's going to put some points up. Tommy DeVito slash Tyrod Taylor, whoever's going to start there. It looks like it's DeVito. It's not going to cost a lot. There's some offense to be had. We think there's going to be some garbage time here. It's not a terrible option. At running back, Javante Williams is a good play. Jalen Warren, DeAndre Swift, the price is pretty good. He's been knocked down since the Eagles seem to be in love with, you know, the the brotherly shove and the Kenneth Gainwells of the world. And also Samir White, if if Josh Jacobs doesn't play again. Like you said, I got lucky last week. Hopefully it happens again. But he was much more functional this week than he was last week. At wide receiver, Zay Flowers is poised for a big game. 
George Pickens, who, after getting roasted in the media all week for being an idiot and going into business for himself, he showed up on Sunday. We'll give him that. Gabe Davis is is right where you want to be price-wise. Adam Thielen, who, again, is, is going to put up some points this week, and he's not going to cost you a lot of money. At tight end, Kate Otten, obviously, I think that game's going to go a little differently than you do, but Kate Otten's getting a ton of targets. Dawson Knox, Jawan Johnson, and Gerald Everett, if you're looking for a reach. And defensively, the Raiders, price pretty well, not going to give up a ton of points. So there you go, a little DFS magic. And since we didn't get to give everyone their gifts and their lump of coal in their stocking last week, <laughs> why don't we do it this week? Sure. Only a day late. No big deal. So, it's it's for boxing about, day. Uh, let's start with running backs. Uh, who are you uh, giving gifts to and who gets coal from you? Um, Giving gifts to Raheem Mostert. Big fan him and Devon Achan. I think both both deserve some big props here, uh, especially when it became a running back by committee. They're both putting up a ton of points. It helps the offense putting up ten points. So they would get my gifts at running back. The lump of coal is decidedly going to Austin Eckler, and it is going to DeAndre Swift. Not so much DeAndre Swift's fault. It's more the offensive play calling there, but – the fact is he's in an offense that scores a ton of points and he's not scoring a real big chunk of them. And Austin Eckler, I don't know how we go from three weeks in a row of two touchdowns to not even getting 40 yards. I, I just, it's, it's been a tough, tough road for fantasy owners of Austin Eckler. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll give my gift to uh, Christian McCaffrey. One of the few people that was yeah. uh, drafted early in fantasy leagues this year and he's really uh, delivered the goods for his, his fantasy owners this season. And uh, also mm-hmm. Kyron Williams, who at the beginning of the yeah. season was just kind of languishing there on the Rams bench and has worked his way up to the point where I wouldn't be surprised to see him going in the back half of the first round and or maybe even the middle of the first round in some fantasy drafts next year. Um yeah. Lumps of Cole, Austin Eckler, uh, Najee Harris, and Bijan Robinson. I think we were expecting a lot more. A uh, lot. All a three lot of more. them. Austin Eckler at least you know, has you know, injuries as a possible explanation for what's going on there. But uh, the other two, uh, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ugh, there was a lot of guys with you. I thought Bijan Robinson was going to be the most exciting rookie since. Uh, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. It's not coming to pass. And then, then we get lawsuits over whether or not he's actually sick and on the injury report. That's that's the highlight of the media. <laughs> so how about wide uh, receivers? Uh, who, who gets gifts from you and who gets cold? CD Lamb's getting some gifts. Um, it, it did not start great at the beginning of the year, and – He's very clearly the number one, the number two, and the number three wide receiver here. And even being covered so much, he's putting up a ton of points, and he has lost some of that diva behavior, which I very much appreciate. Also giving gifts to A.J. Brown, who, again, we knew he was going to be good, but the fact that he's playing so well for the most part last week or two here has been a little rough, but he did so much even with the kind of defense that he was up against was awesome and I don't like saying that about Eagles but you know here we are and I I mean it's hard it's hard not to say that you know a guy like 
really the whole Dolphins team, but in in essence, if we're looking just at players, I might throw Nico Collins on there as well. I mean, he he really became something out of nothing there in Houston. <laughs> and uh, Lunsa Cole, this was this was a long list. Narrowing this down was probably the hardest thing I had to do. Um, Devontae Adams definitely getting a lump of coal. Don't like how he's handled himself this year. Fantasy-wise, the production has not been great. DeAndre Hopkins also, for where he was drafted, what we thought we were going to get, there was one or two games that looked like DeAndre Hopkins and then a whole lot of games with, like, three points. I'm not at all bitter. He's on two of my teams. Um, Pretty much the entirety of the Steelers' wide receiving core, but George Pickens and Deontay Johnson especially, I just – this could have been so much better. We could have gotten so much – look at what George Pickens did last week. There's potential we're not using – Part of that is just the quarterbacking is not great. Also giving Stefan Diggs a lump of coal. Things have really fallen off the last few weeks. Some of this is not his fault. Some of it is his attitude. But for where he was drafted and where we needed him in lineups, we're not getting it. What about you? Um, I'll give gifts to uh, DJ Moore, who after a rough start seems to be having yeah. a pretty nice season for himself in uh, Chicago. Uh, Debo Samuel, who's had a nice season for the 49ers, and A.J. Brown also on my uh, gift list. Lumps uh, of Cole, Justin Jefferson, not his fault that he got hurt. And Jamar Chase, not their fault that they got hurt. But, again, just given where you probably had to spend a top three draft pick to get those guys this season, and when you compare what yeah. they've uh, put up production-wise to um, – uh, what Christian McCaffrey has done. I mean, okay, yeah, Jamar Chase lost his quarterback. Justin Jefferson lost his quarterback. But still, yeah, it's disappointing to say the least. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't good. There's, there was a lot of contenders for Lumpa Colt wide receiver. However, quarterback, I have a lot of contenders for the gifts I wanted to give, which I was pleasantly surprised by. Um, Geno Smith, the fact that he's doing what he's doing behind one of the worst offensive lines in the league, and he's not a spring chicken. Very impressive. Justin Fields, again, his his own front office is actively trying to trade him all year long. They hate him. It's rough. He's been beat up a lot, and he keeps coming back for more. Can't understand it, but I love it. Lamar Jackson and Tua Tagovailoa, who we've been railing on for the last two years about how they can't stay healthy, are the only quarterbacks that haven't missed any any games. They have not missed a start this year. So good for them. And also Baker Mayfield. He woke up feeling dangerous. It actually worked this year. I'd like some more yard sale commercials, but I will take what I have so far. Really enjoying that. Lumps of coal, okay. uh, I think – what? No, go ahead, please. I, I Lumps of coal, Aaron Aaron Rodgers is at the top of the list. I think for where he got drafted, obviously no one could see – no one could know he was going to tear his Achilles. It just the circumstance was not good. And then this – this whole will he be back, will he be not? It's just it it was a lot. So I'm Aaron That's Rodgers definitely on my list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mac Jones making the list. I think a lot of this is circumstance again, but the way he's handling it, the way he was playing towards the end before getting benched, the circumstance is not good. That part's not his fault, but what we thought we were going to get and what we got are vastly different. And Bryce Young, I mean, again, this is this is a, a problem of circumstance, and it's not good coaching. It's a tough team, but 
I thought we were going to get more than this. It's not great when Andy Dalton's a better option than you are. Some of that's on you. Some of it's your health. I get it. But Bryce Young, I expected more out of this year. What about you? Um, the two that I'll give gifts to are Brock Purdy, who uh, up until the stumble yesterday had been playing, yeah. if not at an MVP level, certainly is one of the handful of top quarterbacks in the league. And I'll also give props to uh, Gardner Minshew for the job he's done. Yes, Minshew Mania. Uh, Anthony, <laughs> Anthony Richardson in uh, Indianapolis there and having them on the verge of a, a playoff berth. Uh, that's been quite impressive. Um, yeah. Nancy Cole, I agree with you on Bryce Young, not his fault that the organization is as dysfunctional as it is, but uh, still thought that you know, we'd be seeing a little bit more from him. Um, the, I think, you know, if you had to redo the draft right now, you know, you would think Carolina would certainly pick C.J. Stroud over him. And then my yeah. other lump of coal for quarterbacks would go to uh, Derek Carr, who I just spent most of the show talking up, but in general thought he would be uh, yeah. a lot better after moving from uh, Las Vegas to New Orleans than he's turned out to be. Yeah, yeah, I, I can agree with those. <laughs> but... Moving on to tight end, who yeah. who you like and who you want to give gifts? Who you got cold for? Um, my gift goes to Sam Laporta. I can't say enough mm-hmm. about a rookie yeah. coming in to a offense that was already functioning at a pretty high level and then becoming, you know, probably option two. I mean, he, you know, didn't come through for me in my semifinal game this past week. Yeah, forgive me for that. Just. When you look at the whole body of work, you know, here's a guy that was widely available on waivers the first few weeks of the season who's turned into, you know, pretty much a must-start option here as we get into the playoff weeks. And uh, love the call, Chigga Conquo. I mean, the whole team has been a mess, but in particular, yeah. I was expecting more out of uh, him this year in Tennessee than uh, what he's been able to deliver. And I guess Darren Waller, would also give him a lump of coal. Just okay, you know, yeah. we had health concerns coming into the season, but yeah, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. And no. even when he has been, he hasn't been lighting the world on fire. Which you, know, you might say part of that is Daniel Jones being injured. But uh, yeah, you, you, know, you often say, hey, the tight end is a safety valve, and that just hasn't helped uh, yeah. the Giants at all this year. No, no. Poor Giants. Um, I also had Sam Laporta. I mean, it's hard not to – I mean, he's been incredible. What he's done is just – they're unbelievable. And he's done it consistently all year, which is even better. I also have Jake Ferguson on my gift list, <clears throat> a younger yeah. guy coming off a knee injury, really kind of found his own in an offense that had a lot of pieces there already. So he's, he found his way to get his targets, and Brandon Cooks of the world are, are not benefiting from this point. Good for him. He's really slid in. I, I'm a big fan. I'm not a fan of a lot on the Cowboys team, but I like Jake Ferguson. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, my lumps of coal, Zach Ertz. Again, some of it is circumstance. Some of it's not his fault. But like, I mean, even even after he got hurt, he got he got usurped by Trey McBride. He got released. He couldn't find another team to pick him up. I mean, I can't believe he didn't end up back up in Philadelphia. But it just didn't work. It had a lot of promise. It just didn't work, and the injuries piled up. And for what you thought you might get out of him, it definitely didn't happen. 
And Pat Fryermuth, for where he was drafted in a lot of places, again, one, he's had some injuries. This has not been a great Steelers team. We've had one or two really great games. But for the most part, it's been a, a underwhelming season for what we thought we'd get out of him. I'll put Kyle Pitt's name on the list for oh, a month yeah. of the whole yeah. This is two years in a row where we've been hearing about how he's going to revolutionize right. the tight end position and uh, – you know, maybe it's you know Arthur Smith, but maybe maybe that's not the only problem. There. I, mean, I mean, it could be the coach and the combination of the coach and the quarterback, and maybe next year with a new coach and a new quarterback, you know, we see something different. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I'm I'm beginning to have my doubts. Yeah, I'd be interested in, to see what he looks like on another team or maybe with a different coach. But it, you're absolutely right for where he got drafted, especially. I mean. It's not like we were taking him in the first round, but he he wasn't a tight end by committee, that's for sure. <laughs> it's not, not no, how we thought Johnny this was going to go. would not have you know, factored into right. anybody's draft plan this year. No, no, and nor should he have. No offense <laughs> to you, Johnny Smith, but, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. uh, defense, there was, there was a lot to give gifts. There was a lot to give lumps of cold to as well. <laughs> New Orleans, I think, absolutely deserves a gift, uh, especially that there was a couple of rough weeks, but they've been a very good defense. That secondary has been very good, uh, and I, I like the consistency a lot of the year. Detroit, we forget that they did lose a couple of guys to gambling suspensions and had to release people that should have been part of this organization, and especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, they had a little bit of a rough go, but they figured it out. This defense has figured out how to stop good quarterbacks and good offenses. And Chicago, who inexplicably decided to to trade for players at the trade deadline when they were very clearly in the top five and staying in the top five, possibly two picks in the top five in the draft. Um, but they've been, they've been much better than we thought they were going to be. As far as lumps of coal, very much so the Chargers, far and away, are my number one lump of coal team here. Just some of its coaching, some of its injuries, but the attitude of this team and the the fact that with the amount of talent they had, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, but I'm looking at you, Joey Bosa. Let's try to be a leader here. This defense needs some kind of character. They need something to band them together, and there's just nothing good happening here. And the commanders... I mean, you trade your two best players. The defense wasn't as bad as it should have been, but this this is a defense that really could have been dominant, and we never really got a chance to see it. So those those are my lumps of coal. What about you? Um, I'll, I'll start with the, the gifts. I think three teams that had really lousy offenses and had to rely on their defenses quite a bit would be the Jets, the Patriots and the Bears and all three of those defenses are actually quite good, I think. Um, yeah. So I'll give them gifts, even though their offenses uh, weren't very good. And then on the flip side of that, I think the Eagles defense, you know, when you compare where they were this year versus yeah. you know, what they achieved last year, even losing their coordinator, they still had a lot mm-hmm. of the same players back. I mean, they left uh, the T.J. Edwards go to the Bears, but, you know, other than that, you know, a lot of the same characters back on defense, and they're just, you know, nowhere near as good this year or as intimidating as they were last year. So I think they would be yeah. the um, lump of coal for me. Yeah, 
I I agree with that. Is there anyone else Kansas, you'd like I to give Kansas any gifts? Yeah, gift too, because yeah, you know, their offense as much as they've struggled, that defense has really kept them as a way. They've held team, it together. Which, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. That's not a defense I'd want to be on the other side of the line of scrimmage from. Anyone else you want to give any gifts for lump of coal to just in general in the league this year? Um, just out of spite, I'll give a lump of coal to Bill Belichick. But, yeah. <laughs> He's on my lump of coal list, like, <laughs> Feels like kicking somebody when they're down. Um, Not a friend of the show, I, Bill Belichick. <laughs> on the other hand, Dan Campbell, you know, you got to love what he's done in making that team a winner in just yeah. a few seasons. So, um, you know, kudos to him. Uh, Josh McDaniel, you can join your your former New England comrade there in the lump of coal category. <laughs> Sean yeah, Payton, I, lump of coal. Yeah, but he's also on my lump of coal list. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's tempting it's to, not great. to Andy Reid a lump of coal, but he's too nice and he looks like he's the one giving out the gifts rather than... I know. You know. And, you know, he's so, been very cool know. about the whole Taylor Swift distraction, I have to say. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I had anyway. I had Bill Belichick and Sean Payton on my lump of coal list, along with Brandon Staley and the Chargers, and both the offensive and defensive coordinators for the Eagles, including Matt Patricia, who seems to be a quasi defensive coordinator now. I just, it's messy. It's not good. On my gift list, though, Mike McDaniel, Antonio Pierce, and Motor City Dan mm-hmm. Campbell have been electric sound bites and press conferences. It's tough not to get excited about those guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, also maybe a lump of coal to the NFL schedulers for some of the yes. swapping of the yeah, it's some bad games stuff. that they did, and we're always having like ten early games and two late games. I just we've only been know. upset about this for fourteen straight years, and shockingly, they have not fixed this. <laughs> no. Also, we um, could do with some better anyway. Thursday night matchups. And I'll, I'll give Just a lump of coal to the whole Carolina organization for being as dysfunctional yes. as they've been and no improvement in sight there. Not great when it feels like a, a survivor episode in your workplace. It's not good. It's not a good thing to hear from people. Yeah. <laughs> or Hunger Games. There was a lot of survivor, bad movie Hunger imagery Games, used. Yeah. yeah. Not it great. As always, I'm giving you a gift, Sherpa. It's the whole experience top notch. We haven't even done the show outside or in the back of a kitchen this year either, so we're really bringing it. <laughs> no, but we did it. It's or at least you did it at seven a.m. last week. Yes, trying to be. I was with not you our for about finest hour. Sherpa was here in spirit, even if you couldn't hear him. He was very much here in spirit. <laughs> to, uh, certain uh, talk radio server. Certain podcast. Uh, <laughs> operation but uh anyway maybe we'll find one to give a gift to next year there you go there's always always room to grow for year 15 so we've got we've got some good stuff as always (laughs) we'll be back for 15 we just don't know where yet so stay tuned but um as always, we want to hear your lumps of coal, your gifts, the the things that made your fantasy team go this year. Find us all over social media. We're with you every Tuesday night from 730 to 830 p.m. Eastern time. We are with you for, like I said, 14 years, going on 15. 
You can find us all over social media. You can find us on Twitter at slash X at the number four THN inches show at JKIM16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, and you can email us at the number four THN inches show at gmail.com. Thank you so much, guys. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. <laughs>